You miss out, sorry. But uh, for those that are here, grab, grab Malcolm later um, if you can. If he's not rushing out, I have no idea what your plans are. But ask him to share his testimony. We had a lovely conversation uh, just this week about the very fact that in him going in for surgery, how that really challenges your faith and how, I guess, where you find your soul's resting. Is it resting well with the Lord? Are you ready to go home? And just in him sharing his fear allowed me to share some of my other personal fears and I won't share on the camera, Malcolm. Anyway, um, though, just it is such a powerful testimony that sometimes there are moments in our lives that regardless of how, I guess, robust and strong we are as believers, there are situations that come our way that can rock us. Yeah. The thing that never changes is Father God and his love for us. And if we can find a way to cling on to him, then we come out the other side. So um, if you get an opportunity, truly do your faith a favour and have a conversation with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'm really stoked today because I get to have, I guess, the, the morning off and I don't need to speak. Amen. And uh, my wife has the opportunity, Melanie has an opportunity to bring a word and I... I love her so dearly, not because she's my wife or the, the mother of our children and not because she's a great cook and et cetera, et cetera, um, but simply because she actually sits with the Lord over and over. And when she brings a word, it's something that God has really dropped into her spirit. Uh, and so God's been, I guess, fermenting and marinating this word for the last couple of weeks. So I can't wait for what she has for us. So can we just do um, what I think is right? Can we just put our hands together for her? She brings us a word. Good morning. How is everyone? So wrapped that you're here. Really wrapped that you're here. God's really wrapped you're here. Do you know that? He's stoked. He's like cheering on. He's like, I've got a word for them. Yeah, I have got a word for them. I've got a work to do in their heart. I've got something really significant to deposit into your life this morning. So be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because the more ready we are, the more God can do. So I want to share a word that God really impressed upon my heart um, the week before last, just before we went, well, as we sort of, as another lockdown was called. So I really felt the Lord say, just spend some time praying and fasting over the next few days while this lockdown is happening. And as I did that, the Lord just deposited and spoke and spoke. And then my husband spoke last Sunday and I was like, oh my gosh, because we had not conversed. We hadn't spoken about what God was speaking to us about, but he kind of spoke the message that God had given me the last few days. I was like, how did he know that? He's speaking the exact same word that I felt Holy Spirit put in my heart. So for me, I was like, wow, well, if God's saying that to him and God's saying that to me, then that's a word that we really need to sit on and just rest in and really allow God to just do a real work with that. So if he's saying the same thing to both of us, then he has a very clear word for all of us, yes? Okay, great. Excellent. Now, do, do, do we know that God's greatest desire from the first moment that Adam and Eve sinned was to restore relationship? 
From the moment that that happened, from the moment that relationship was broken, God's greatest desire was to restore that relationship. God's greatest desire has been to redeem and restore relationship that was lost. An intimate, loving, personal relationship with you, yes? That's the desire of God's heart. I love that we sang, Run to the Father. And, and, and the lyrics in there that say, before you even breathed your first breath, you were on God's heart, yeah? You were in his mind. You were in his thoughts. Before your parents even saw your face or celebrated over you, you were on God's heart. That just blows me away. Psalm 139 Verse 13 to 16 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Yeah, that's about you. Your works are wonderful. You're his work. Your his works are wonderful. You are wonderful. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes, yeah, his eyes, your eyes saw my unformed body. His eyes saw your unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. So God, your heavenly father, saw your unformed body and he actually took the time to write the story of your life in his book. He took the time to write the story of your life, the plans and the purposes in his book. Now, if God took the time to do all that, how important do you think you are to him? sometimes we can question our value can't we we can question how valuable we think we are or we feel we are or how others have placed value on us or haven't placed value on us so if God went to the trouble of doing all of that how valuable are you to him I'd say you're pretty valuable yeah if your heavenly father loves you longs for you and he's all about relationship with you then you're incredibly valuable to him so i have a question does god tire of us running to him no oh great feedback love it <laughs> he doesn't does god tire of us finding comfort love healing restoration redemption comfort does he tire of us finding those things in him no he wants us to he longs for that he longs for us to do those things proverbs 18 verse 10 says the lord is a mighty tower where his people can run for safety that's a great promise, isn't it? The Lord is a mighty tower where his people can run for safety. Or First Chronicles 16 verse 11 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. doesn't say your strength. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Wow. That's kind of a big one, isn't it? seek his face always they're not my words 
They're God's words, yes? Yeah? Seek his face always. So to me, that means that God wants us to run to him again and again and again and again and again and again and again. It's never ending, isn't it? Yeah? Come on. Not just in a crisis, not just in a pandemic, but on a daily basis. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. That's God's word for us. Seek his face always. Seek my face always. Wow. So my question is, how much of a challenge is it to seek his face always? How challenging is that call of God that we just read to seek his face always? Because it's really easy to say it, but it's a whole other thing to do it, isn't it? Is it easy to run to our Heavenly Father always? Because that's what seek my face is, isn't it? We are in the midst of a really challenging season. COVID is taking a toll on people and presenting so many challenges for so many of us. Whether you're single or you have a partner, whether you're raising children or you're living on your own, whether you're lonely or you're surrounded by people, whether you're financially stable or you're really hoping that that next paycheck or that that job comes through for you, COVID presents real challenges for every single one of us. So especially in this season, but also always, we need to be people that live with an awareness of the presence of God all the time. Father's constant, continual, forever, around the clock, 24-7, never goes anywhere. Awareness, yeah, so that we begin to create a lifestyle where he's always the first one we run to. You know, if you run to a friend, you have to make a phone call and organise a coffee date or a dinner date or to go for a walk together. But you know what? God's there. You don't even have to pick up the phone or organise to have people over for dinner. God's present 24-7. He's just there. You don't even have to look at your social calendar and go, oh, when can I catch up with that person? Because I really need to talk. I really need to download. I need some advice. I need to work out how I'm going to journey through this thing. God's there 24-7. He's available now. You don't have to wait till Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or until you can fit that into your schedule. God's there now. God's present now. He's available now. So when life happens, when challenges come, because challenges come, don't they? When disappointments come, when we experience pain, when people let us down or we have expectations that are not met, we can run to things, can't we? We can run to things. When life happens, we run to things for comfort. Yeah, we can run to things for peace. We can run to people or things that we hope will make us feel better. And the truth is, every time life happens, 
we get to choose. We have this thing called free will. God had this great idea, gave us free will. You get to choose. So you get to choose, will I run to God in this moment? Or will I run to a cheap imitation? Will I run to my father whose arms are wide open, who loves me, adores me, has more wisdom that I can fathom? Will I run to him or will I run to a cheap imitation that will never actually fulfill me? The choice is yours. So I want to read a quote to you. It's from Cody Carnes, who actually wrote Run to the Father. <clears throat> love that song. So this is his quote about just the meaning of the song, Run to the Father, and what it meant to him. He says, this song is really just about any moment that you need to run to the Father. Yes, it can be about salvation, that's a big part of the song, but it's also just about needing God every day. He needs God every day. I do so much. So many times we want to run away from God. Wow, it's true, isn't it? So many times we want to run away from God, but the reality is that God has open arms. Aren't you thankful for that? God has open arms. His arms are never closed. Yeah, the door is never shut. God's arms are always open. He's a loving father, he's kind, he's a healer, he's a surgeon, he's a friend. Amen to that, yeah? So I want to play a quick video for you. It only goes from for one minute. It's actually a testimony by Matt Mayer and just what run to the father means to him. Love that. God's always God's already running to me. God's arms are always open. Always open. And he's running after us. I love uh, the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. So if you don't know the story, the prodigal son is, a, um, is all about a son who asks his father for his inheritance while his father's still alive. <laughs> so he actually said, I want my inheritance, I want my half of everything. And his poor dad hadn't even passed away, but already he was asking him for the money. And so he took all that cash and he lived it up, he partied, he lived the lifestyle, he chose all the cheap imitations that promised peace and promised hope and promised fulfillment. And he spent all that cash 
and then found himself in a really terrible place eating pig food and thought, wow, I'm going to go back to my father because he can look after me way better than this. I'm going to be fed better, looked after better if I actually just run home to my father. And the picture of the prodigal son is the picture of God actually embracing us. So in Luke 15, 20, it says, so the prodigal son is actually on the way home to his father and he's all ready to apologise and tell his father how much he's messed up his life and fallen short and gotten it wrong and to just totally repent for his behaviour. And, um, and then it says in Luke 15 verse 20, so this is the father, and he arose, sorry, this is the son, and he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So is the father mad because he messed up? Is the father angry? Is the father condemning the son? Is the father pointing out all his shortfallings? Because all I read is a father that actually embraced him, felt compassion for him and kissed him. Yeah, God's arms are always open to us. God's arms are always moving towards us. God is always moving towards you. So my question is, what prevents you from running to Papa God? What prevents you from running to Papa God? Because when our kids need us, they run to us, don't they? Or they call out for us, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad. And 10 minutes later, that voice is still happening if you have not gone and met their needs. When our kids get hurt, we know all about it, don't we? Who remembers when their kids were little? If you've had children, who remembers when your kids were little, if they got hurt, oh my gosh, if there was blood, if there was pain, if there were broken bones, there is so much screaming and crying and mom, dad, I remember lots of occasions with Nathan just screaming and screaming. There was a time when I thought, oh my gosh, what are the hospital going to think, you know? We've broken a finger now, or we've broken a hand now, or we've taken a chunk out of our forehead, or, you know, and the screaming, it just goes on. The screaming does not stop until you comfort your child, does it? Until they are embraced in your arms, until they are being comforted in your arms, that child is crying and crying and crying. I think we could learn something from that. Matthew 18 verse 2 to 4 says he called a little child to him and placed the child among them and he said truly I tell you unless you change and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven therefore whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven so why do you think the Lord's actually telling us to become like little children? Maybe they kind of got it figured out. Maybe the little children could actually teach us how to do relationship with God really well. Because little children, little children run to their parents, yeah? 
And it's all day, every day that God actually wants us running to him with our needs, with our pains, with our brokenness, with our heart's desires, with our passions, with direction for the future. God wants us to run to him for everything. When our children are little, that's what they do, don't they? If they're hungry, if they're thirsty, if they want a playmate, if they want to go to the park, if they need their nappy changed, if they need to go to the toilet, like whatever their need is when they're little children, they're coming to you for everything. They cannot do anything on their own. You're like, please, can I just go to the toilet on my own? Can I just have a moment to myself? You know, when our children are little, it's like me time. What was that? I don't even remember what that was. Me time? Do I actually get to spend time on my own? How does that work? Because when you have little children, it does not happen. It's mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. Maybe the Lord wants to hear a little bit more of that from us, yeah? Dad, 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 dad. Maybe he wants to hear a little bit more of that from us over and over and over again and you know what even in the stretch of that as parents because it's a stretch it's a real stretch even in the stretch we don't shut up shop do we we still do our absolute best to comfort to love to embrace to meet the needs of our children we don't say sorry I'm not available today you kind of used up all your comfort and your mercy and your love yesterday. So come back tomorrow. I may be available then. Nathan, I'm sorry that you just broke your hand. Come and see me tomorrow and I'll take you to the hospital then because all my compassion that's gone for today doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> so I have a question. Why do we sometimes forget that running to our Heavenly Father is always the best option? Run to the Father. I love that song, Fall Into Grace. Doesn't that sound amazing? Just fall into grace. No more hiding. And there's no reason to wait. We actually don't have to wait another moment to run into the arms of our Father. My heart needs a surgeon. What do surgeons do? What do they do? They heal people, yeah? They're trained to cut out illness or sickness or, or, you know, they actually heal people. God is the greatest healer of our hearts that we could ever encounter. So he actually wants to heal our hearts. He wants to take our brokenness. He wants to take our pain and our disappointment. He is the surgeon of our heart. And a friend. He is the best friend. It's kind of like, oh. I can breathe. I remember when I first got saved and I kind of just took this really deep breath and thought, I don't have to do this on my own anymore. I actually don't have to be strong on my own. I don't have to be courageous on my own. I don't have to figure it all out on my own. I actually have God with me now on the journey. That's a pretty cool thing. How are you going? Are you good? Are you good? Now, I know I'm preaching a message that we know, but are we doing it? Yeah? 
Are we actually living it? Are we running to the Father again and again and again and again? God is available 24-7. Why would we run anywhere else? Kind of seems a bit silly when you think about it, that we run to other places, doesn't it? When we have this source that's available 24-7. No condemnation. I just kind of want us to actually really think about it and think about his availability and his presence and his love and the fact that he wants us to be children that are just running to him continually because he's the source. He has everything we need. You know, Danielle and I were having this great chat before and we were saying it's amazing when you run to the Father. Your circumstances don't always change. Yes, there's times when he brings breakthrough and healing and does the miraculous. But when you run to the Father and you live in a place where you seek his face always, your circumstances can be the same, but your outlook on life your perspective is radically different because you have spent time in the presence of your father yeah so God wants to remind us today that he's always available so sometimes we just forget how good he is don't we we forget how available he is we forget the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of God don't we Oh, we don't understand how really good he is. That can kind of be a journey of discovering that, can't it? Because we're looking and judging God because we had poor parents um, or no real parenting or no one that actually really loved us the way that a parent should love a child. So it can be really really hard to understand this radical, unconditional, never-ending love if we haven't experienced it. Oh, we've just allowed the things of life to consume us, distract us, keep us busy, so busy, you know, that we've just stopped running to him for everything. So God wants to remind us today, he's available. God is super available, yeah? He's like always available and he will never fail you. Never, ever, ever fail you. That's a pretty cool promise. I'm just going to read a little bit of Psalm 136 to you. There's a lot of it, but I won't read it all. You can read it at home. Because, you know, it's really good to read your Bible at home. Yeah? Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, God speaks to you through the Bible. God speaks to you through his word. God pours life into you and hope into you and helps you to see things like he does and even to see yourself how he does when you read his word. We have to get hold of this and read it and soak it up and and allow it to sustain us just as much as actual food does. So Psalm 136, verses 1 to 9. I might just read a couple. Praise the Lord. Woohoo! Praise the Lord. That's a good start, isn't it? It's amazing how your day changes if you start at praising the Lord. Praise the Lord. He is good. God's love never fails. Wow. What a promise. Praise the God of all gods. God's love never fails. Oh, there's some revelation here, isn't there? Praise the Lord of lords. God's love never fails. Wow. 
Are you kind of getting the gist of what God's trying to say? Only God works great miracles. God's love never fails. Other people's love will at some point fail you. Other people's love will at some point disappoint you because we are human beings with failings and shortfallings and we get it wrong and we mess up and we don't always act the way that God wants us to. But God's perfect. His love never fails. His love will never fail you. His love will never disappoint you. His love will never leave you. What a promise. Let's go to Psalm 136, verse 14 to 16. The Lord brought Israel safely through the sea. God's love never fails. He destroyed the Egyptian king and his army there. God's love never fails. The Lord led his people through the desert. All right, let's go to verse 23. God saw the trouble we were in. If you're in trouble this morning... God sees the trouble that you're in. If you feel you're in a place of trouble this morning, God sees the trouble you're in. Do you know what? God's love never fails. He rescued us from our enemies. God's love never fails. He gives food to all who live. God's love never fails. Praise God in heaven. God's love never fails. Wow, his love never fails. His love never, ever, 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 ever fails. I'm kind of excited about that. I'm really excited about that, that I've got a sure thing in Jesus Christ. Because you know what? I don't have a sure thing in anything else. I'm not sure what will happen tomorrow. I'm not sure how my life is going to look a month from now. But I have a sure thing in Jesus Christ. I have a sure thing in his goodness, in his unfailing love. Wow. All right. So when our daughter Faith, because Andrew talked about Faith last week, so I thought I would talk about her this week. You can text her and call her and tell her we were talking about her. Um, So when our daughter Faith was a teenager, every Sunday at church, Faith would run to the altar. (laughs) I don't even know if the altar call had started and Faith was already running to the altar. And she'd just run to the altar, run into the arms of God, spend a lot of time crying. And um, she just did that like week after week, after year, after year. And I kind of struggled. Like I was happy I was really happy that she was taking refuge in God, but I struggled a little bit um, that she had to do that every week. I was like, can't she just go to the altar like once a month or something? No, does she really have to go every week, you know, and always be like hysterically crying? Like people are going to think we're the worst parents in the world. They're going to wonder, oh my gosh, what have Andrew and Mel done to mess up this girl? She is just always at the altar. She's always crying. She's always running to, um, she's always running to God. But you know what? She learned a really amazing thing. She mastered the art of running to the Lord. She really did. At a really young age, she mastered the art of running to Jesus again and again and again and again. And um, 
that's the thing that has built her life, flourished her life, allowed her to step into places that really are more than she had as even hoped, dreamed and imagined. It was running to that altar that healed all the brokenness and the pain and the trauma that she had experienced. Like she, she, you know, she got it right really early on, didn't she? She could teach us a few things, I think, about running to the Father. So, and I have to say that in all honesty, I probably don't know anyone personally as passionate about Jesus as Faith is. You know, I probably don't personally know anyone that is as committed, sold out, totally in love with God, runs to him in the good, runs to him in the bad, runs to him in the ugly, runs to him day after day after day after day. Like she inspires me to run into the arms of Jesus. So how has she been able to do that? Is she like more called than us? Is she more important than us? Has she got more anointing than us? No, she just learned to run to her heavenly father. Yeah? She just learned to run to him again and again and again. She's a living testimony of that. So if the worship team could come up, we're actually going to sing Run to the Father. While I finish up with a couple of thoughts, can just keep your eyes on me while our beautiful team prepares. So I really want to encourage you this morning to create a lifestyle where you run to God first. Create a lifestyle where you run to your Heavenly Father first. Run to the Father. God wants you to learn to run to Him over and over and over again. He doesn't tire of you. He doesn't become weary. You can't use up your quota of running to God. In fact, he just totally delights in that. Even if you haven't run to him for a while, or even if you've actually never run to him before, you can start today. See, God is the prodigal son's father moving towards you, arms wide open, running to you, waiting, waiting to embrace you, to wrap you up in his arms. Isaiah 40 verse 28 to 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Who's a bit weary today? Who's a little bit weary? He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths, even young people that have energy to bop around everywhere, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But, all right, there's a but. We've got to get the but. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What a promise. 
That's what happens when you run to the Father. That's what happens when we run to the Father. Papa is waiting for you this morning. The altar is open. We're going to do a faith this morning. Who wants to do a faith? Let's do a faith. The altar is open. He is waiting for you to run into his loving arms. He's waiting for you to surrender your burdens and your pain and your heaviness and your disappointment and your weariness. He's waiting for you to hand over all that is heavy because he did not create you to carry that. He created you to give that over to him. Yeah, that's what Papa God's for. He's waiting to love on you. He's waiting to comfort you. He's waiting to just spend time with you and remind you that you're the child that he loves, that he adores that he cherishes, that he loves to be with. I'm reminded of another song, you know, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Yeah, his arms are open wide. He's waiting for you. He's calling your name. God wants to bring a refreshing. He wants to remove a weight from you this morning. He just wants to meet with you and love on you and help us to learn that running to Him is always the best possible choice. So why don't we worship? Please come to the altar. We would love to pray for you. Let's all stand and worship. Let's stand and worship our beautiful Father God. And let's come and meet the Lord at the altar this morning. Let's allow Him to love on us and embrace us. Be all that we need in this moment.